the scripture relates friendship in a much more intimate way than than the world does. That's why that advice doesn't ring true. Right. And so you're raising a child to be a peer. If you don't want to hang out with your child when they're older, and you don't want you don't want to you can't go to them for advice, and you can't bounce ideas off of each other. It's you, you have to ask some questions. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it, and if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber, and I am Jesse Gruber, and today we hope you will seize the faith. Welcome to episode 77 of the Carpe Fide Podcast. We're back, baby. 0077. Oh, that's right. My my co-pilot's back in the chair. Back in the chair next to me. I brought the golden eye. Oh. We're done with that. <laughs> so, and it's a special bonus. <laughs> Pops is also in the studio. The stewardess is in the house. (laughs) This plane is flying. (laughs) No stewardess. I will not wear my mask on the plane. Oh. We don't have to anymore in some countries. In this country. (laughs) Anyway. uh, uh, Pops said he had more to say. So we didn't Uh want to stifle him from last episode. Uh, We took a few... We took a few questions from our Carpe Fide chat, and we had a couple of uh, additional topics to touch on from making the church biblical again, as our last episode was entitled. So hopefully we can continue to make the church biblical again. Mikbah. 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 Sounds like a very Jewish thing like you do when when a, when a, when a man, when a, a boy turns 13, he has a mikbah. He's got a mikbah. A mikbah. <laughs> Wow. All right. This is getting It's been too hot around here lately. So here's here's a here's the question to get us started. We we covered uh in our in episode seventy six, we covered uh what a what a biblical church and a biblical church structure might look like, um and and how it, it, it is dramatically different from from the, certainly uh the attractional model of church that we have I guess I want to say succumbed to here in the West. <laughs> um but uh, to start us off tonight, I thought with that outline, uh, Pops, that we talked about last last mm-hmm. week, just getting a biblical framework for the church, what would, what would you recommend to someone who uh, maybe is in a church model that is, is not operating biblically, um, whether that be from a church leadership standpoint or, or from a, you know, how the covenant family operates, um, what, what are they to do as as members of a church? Wow, that's a great question. I think that um, there's a couple of things that you could do. I mean, we talked last week about the stru- or last week, last uh, episode about uh, the, the church structures that we grew up in, and ours was typically a, 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 a head or lead pastor and a deacon board. Uh, and we, we talked through how that's really not like a biblical model. It's not what we see in the New Testament as a structure for church leadership. So what if your church doesn't have that structure? There's a lot of churches that do not have that structure. Um, does that mean your your whole church is just unworthy to be called a church according to the New Testament kind of standards? I don't think so. Um, is uh, I while I believe that the elder model is scriptural, uh, I'm I'm not ready to throw out the pastor deacon um, church model in the sense that um, people need to just leave Are and you saying go somewhere. That there is or, some level of open handedness in in the structure of of how a church is is led, run, built sort of situation there? Um yes. I think here's maybe I can uh, Expound on this. I'm. I'm trying to be nice. Maybe I just need to be aggressive. And well, and, you know what I say. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. I say. You know, if you, you don't, you can kill sin, or sin can be killing you. So, you know, I thought if, you were going to say if the shoe fits, where I was going to say the truth hurts. hurts. The truth hurts. If the truth hurts, you just that would have been better. Bear it. You know, now that I mean? we say it out loud. So here's here's uh, <laughs> all right. Here's some here's some things fighting against the the elder model, um, and and then maybe we can talk about what 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 a person can do who's in the congregation sitting under a structure that's not matching what the new testament says okay so um last uh, episode we talked about uh, credentials and calling basically and what i put forth was the fact that um 
you know, the New Testament doesn't didn't have any credentialed leaders to start with. They had none, zero. Titus is on the island of Crete, right? What's he doing? Going around looking for Bible school dudes, right? How many years you? I oh, got another year. I can't use you. Um, you know that type of thing. So we we understand that godly men lead and shepherd the church, not credentialed godly men. Godly men lead the church. So a church environment should be one that raises up godly men that can shepherd or lead their flock. Um, so that's that's the biblical model. So what? So the call is more important than the credentials. So um, ab- absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because that, that model works anywhere, anytime in history since the New Testament church. And it works anywhere. It worked on the island of Crete. It worked in Rome. It worked in Ephesus. It worked in Alexandria. It worked. It, it can... You know, and today it can work in New, you know, Papua New Guinea. It can work. It can work in Antarctica if there's enough believers down and there. They didn't that, have you like know. you know the Masters Seminary or King's Seminary or Westminster. Or they, they didn't have any of those. They had nothing. They had nothing. No, they didn't. God even have started like a this whole thing with, with He started this whole thing with the redemptive work in the hearts of people, and from that redemptive work. The changed lives led men to lead godly lives. So there's criteria in the Bible, and that's the criterion. We add to it. We think we need to heap on more biblical knowledge and more uh, more education and uh, to administer over a church better. And you don't. Don't see it. So, uh, we don't see it in scripture. So that, that, that's kind of what we're challenging now. So uh, you're sitting in a pew and you got a, you've got a, maybe a head pastor and a deacon board. What do you do? Well, are they preaching the gospel? Cause if they're, if they're not get out, just, just get out, find something. Okay. Uh, f- f- find, find a, find a biblical church. If there's not one in your town, you have two choices, start one or, or move. How's that? Is that, is that drastic enough? Because, I believe the community of believers is is one of those things that 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 Second Peter one says God has given us everything for life and godliness. Part of that part of that uh, living out that life that we live um, and the godliness we need to pursue happens in community. So look for it, pray for it. Um, so that's that, but that's not that's not really what we're talking about. We're we're assuming that your your church is a structured church, like we just described, but but biblical, okay. Um, what do you do? Well, one thing is, I, I would study what it what what the church leadership was in the New Testament. We've mentioned it. it there's more. Um, ecclesiology is one of those, I think, hidden aspects of theology that that maybe doesn't get taught well in seminaries or 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 taught the way that whatever church kind of runs that seminary or dominant personality runs that seminary. It becomes that teaching. <laughs> so. I'm peeling back all that stuff and just saying, what's the Bible say? Here's the eldership uh, roles. Here's here here's how it's done. This is what the office is described at, um, and this is how it's administered. So let's do it that way. Now, let's not add criterion to it, but let's do that. So you're sitting in the pew, and you've got a head pastor, and you've got a deacon board, or you have some other structure that's not not what the Bible describes. Now, you have to decide, is it unbiblical or is it non-biblical? Is it okay to structure a church like that? Can or, churches or function a, like that? Ah, biblical. Ah, biblical. Ah, man. Ah, biblical. So, you know, ah, is, it, is it, yeah, ah, biblical. Ah, so, you decide that. English. Study study what the word says and, and find out. What does a church structure look like? And if you find, if, if in your heart you say, you know what? The scriptures say eldership. The scripture says, you know, deacons are the servants that, that administer and, and the elders are the ones that shepherd, that lead, that guide, that take to new pastors, that actually, uh, it, you know, oversee. That's what they do, and they do it in a, with a shepherd's heart. Okay, so so if that's a structure that the scriptures teach, and you want that in your church, kindly, graciously, gently, aggressively, with authority <laughs> pa- of the scriptures. Pa- pa- passionately, passionately. Um, Ask why? Why don't we have this structure? And maybe that will reveal the hearts of your leadership. Maybe, maybe at that point you would say, "Oh wow, well, you know, I don't, I just don't know if this is really what the scripture says." If you're not going to be scriptural in there, where else are we kind of off base? 
in our programming or in our, you know, in our, what our focus is. You really start to evaluate what, what the local, local New Testament church is and then do it. So that's one thing you can do from the congregation, from the pew, uh, is to challenge your leadership. Say, that why, why, is, why do we not have elders? Why is eldership not a thing when we see it in the scriptures? Here, 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 and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here. So, um, you know, let the scripture kind of lead the way in that. So, all right, to clarify, one, make sure your, your church holds the gospel high. Make sure it holds the good news of Christ. Make sure it is it is holistically landing only on truth. Without the truth, the church is is just a club, and there's plenty of clubs. So make sure it's holding the gospel high, and then evaluating the the structure biblically. So get into your word and and see what the church actually looks like that that the God set up that was was under the apostolic leadership that then trained up men to then highlight eldership and establish servants and the, in the deacons and and live in community and once you've studied that you'll have a basis for being able to ask good questions of of your church that's seeking to you know preach the truth it, it'll, you'll be able to say well here's here's what i'm seeing the bible say is truth um is there a reason that we we seem to do it a way that's different than what the bible seems to to highlight here do i have that right so far it is is it how did how did we drift away from what the Bible says? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can ask how. Why is it that our church structure seems to be different than it, we care about the truth? So why is our church structure seem to be different than what what the Bible seems right. to be um, describing? Right, right. I think. Um, I think was it on the Carpe Fide chat? Somebody posted something from Aaron Rock about church. Uh, uh, drifting you know organizations and churches drifting away that ministry drift i think is what he what he entitled it i was listening to aaron rock this week whatever uh wherever it was i think it would be his Who now, knows? now his second most recent episode <laughs> second maybe i don't know we'll see I, I don't know i don't know but anyway i was listening to that's it about a, ministry the leadership drift. now podcast leadership yes. now with aaron rock there you go there you guys got a dr aaron rock. nice looking picture of him on the Reverend Doctor. Yeah. So, um, you know, he was talking about ministry drift. And I think it's the same thing. I think things get done over and over and over again where you start to think that's the way it should be. And you never go back and you never address the scriptures. And, and, and I think this is just one of those awakening things of, of, wait a minute, stop it. What does the scripture say about church leadership? What does the ch- scripture say about how churches are structured? Um, and, and I think, I think that for, for generations now, we have had this model of, one man leading a church well with other men pushing, you know, behind him and making, you know, making that lead pastor, uh, you know, work. And, and, and it has worked in the sense that um, it, it, it's provided some structure, but it's not the right structure. It's not the biblical structure. And now, unless you want to just say, my lead pastor is an elder, well, is it in your documentation anywhere? Do you, do you have this flavor of shepherding in your in your church? You know, because an elder is not a leader; he is he's basically a shepherd. And we talked about that last last episode of how shepherds shepherd. A lot of the pastor solo pastor kind of lead pastors are not necessarily um, leading a flock, but, but there's more of a driving kind of force because they're usually dominant personalities or they're personalities that are looked at by the congregation of, Hey, take us somewhere. And that's not the model of the new Testament church either. So usually when you're, when your structure is not right at the top, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, um, carried out at the bottom either. Okay. Yeah, so this is a top down and a bottom up model of what a church actually is. Right, because I think I think what we see when we are when we're talking about kind of the the single leader model, we 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 have a much more uh, much more corporate corporatist sense of that. That's much more of a, a like a company, like a corporation that's run, and it has your you know your CEO, and underneath the CEO are just various uh, secondary leaders and boards that run various things in the company, but they're driven by the by the the CEO's um, his his plan and and his goals and mm-hmm. his and so I think I think it, it creates automatically that idea that 
that the church is sort of a a corporation in some way, and so of course it, it does have problems. Then on the down and the downstream, the downstream effects uh, lend themselves to people sitting there and having the professional uh, the professional CEO lead lead mm-hmm. the charge, and they come and and sort of uh, you know file in and consume, and then and then leave. They don't have to have the responsibility of of the CEO or engage with that that level of responsibility because you know he does that and mm-hmm. then i come and i i i receive from the corporation because that's how it's set up right yeah there's that mentality and i think that that also corporations are um in, you know corporation corporations provide something that consumers buy or need or want or use so now we're you know so <laughs> I guess we've stretched that model into, you know, churches as, uh, you know, congregants as consumers in, in a biblical spiritual sense. So that, that, that almost means you need a CEO to run it. You know, if I'm not going to be invested as a congregant, just, just, I'm not an elder, I'm not a deacon. I just, I come, I love the church and I want to love everybody and be nice to them. Right. Okay, but that's not what the scripture says. That's part of, you know, that's how we're, that's our demeanor, but that's not our function. Okay. Um, we're supposed, we're supposed to do a lot more as brothers and sisters gathering to worship and ministering side by side than just be nice to each other. So, so that falls on everyone in the church from elder, deacon, congregant to congregant, deacon, elder. You know what I mean? So now you have a whole environment where people are actually being biblical. That's the model. That's the idea. That's what I see in the scriptures. So, so now, as far as actionable points, what we have is after you have uh, evaluated the the truth that's being preached, the gospel that's being the message of the gospel in the church, you've gone to the word, you've learned and gleaned. Uh, you're coming to ask questions, and they're then you're then you've then opened up the door for. Um, for either potential change in the church structure or wrestling with the reality of, of staying to help heal and fix and, and, and produce a biblical culture uh, or moving, moving past and communicating that you, you desire to, uh, to find another body to, to covenant with because, because that you find this body to be uh, in, in a, in a state that's not biblical and you'd have to, I, I would, I would always encourage to communicate. You communicate with your leadership when you leave a church. I think the leaving, leaving, ghosting a church is <laughs> ghosting. Anything yeah. is not really God calls us to proactivity in our relationships. So, uh, so then you're left with, you know, the potential of, of finding another church that is gospel centered, that is preaching truth. And, and that is, is highlighting that model of biblical, of biblical church. And, and I guess you also said potentially starting one as well as <laughs> another option. Well, yeah. As you're as you're talking, yes, all those things are good. And if I could talk to just men for a second, um, I, I would. Uh, ha- all right, if the truth hurts, what are you disposed to bear it? Bear right. it. Okay. All right. So, all right. So let's see if the shoe fits with this comment. All right. All right. Okay. You you godly men out there that are all you know all hepped up and you're all you know you're all on board with with uh, with God and and wanting to do what He does. How come you're not an elder yet? What's stopping you? Why are you not pursuing eldership? Well, there could be two reasons. One is you don't desire it, okay? Because First Timothy three says is if a man uh, aspires to the office of of uh, KJV is bishop, but <laughs> elder, you know, you you desire a good thing, all right? So you may not desire it, but that's okay. Um, uh, you're not quite off the hook yet. But the other thing is, is you may never think about it because you have somebody in place that's your elder above you already, um, and you don't need to. Got it covered, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean you're off the hook about becoming more of a leader in your flock. Uh, and, and here's what I'm addressing: you men out there, okay, particularly you men, um, have the ability to grow in Christ outside of your wrong church structure. You have the ability to know the Word better than your pastor. I, ch- I yes. And to live out a ministry life in community with others, regardless of the church structure you have. You can do all of those one another's of the Bible that we mentioned last episode, okay? 
you can do all of those. You have God's permission and you have actually God's call on your life to do those things. So in doing those things, you can out, you, I would dare say some of you men can outminister your pastors. You, you can, you can outdo him in good works and you could far surpass anything that you're dreaming of right now as what you think your church responsibilities are. So I would throw the gauntlet down. I would, um, to, to you. And, uh, I would want some really good reasons why you're not further along in becoming an elder. So maybe you can, you know, let me know why you're not an elder yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hashtag why I'm not an elder. You could just, uh, <laughs> all those comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure they're good. Yeah, we don't want soft answers. I'm too tired. I don't want to hear it. Oh, don't give me that. It's hard. No, no, really. Come on. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's a. There's another part to the discussion that I would. I would hate to not touch on. But I mean, we we. <clears throat> so we're we're coming kind of hard against um, unbiblical churches, unbiblical church models, uh, of which there are. Um. Of which there are, I would say, probably far more than actual true biblical churches. A plethora. Um, you know, we, we've seen such a great falling away, right? These past, even just these past few years. Um, you know, nominal Christianity is, bec- nominal Christianity is becoming more and more of a risky endeavor, uh, to associate even, uh, in name with Christ. And so, and so, um, nominal, th- nominal Christianity is becoming more, less of a, a risky endeavor. No, if you're a nominal Christian and you claim Christ, it's not. Or to claim hard, Christ as yeah. a nominal Christian, yes, that'd yes, be a risky that's, that's, I think that's what you're saying, right, Jesse? Uh, no? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Keep on going. Sit. You said nominal Christianity is becoming more of a Skip risky a endeavor. Few, brother Maynard. But, right, I, right I, I think people are associating less and less with religion generally. Oh, so you I think. You. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't understand your point. I got it now. Right, I, I think that there is a great falling away. Hmm. But I mean, I, I think that there are many nominal Christians that don't actually understand who Christ is. Yeah, you know, there, there's that category of thing. I, I wasn't really trying to hit that category of person. But anyway, regardless, that has almost nothing to do with what I'm about to say. But so we've been hitting we've been hitting the church and the church structure kind of hard, which I think is the point. But also, um, like, is there can the pendulum swing another swing the other way? I mean, I, I feel like um, I've interacted with either in on either online or in person. Um, Christians that are that are too picky almost in trying to find a church. Oh well, this church doesn't have this, or this church doesn't have that, or um, you know, this church doesn't have the best children's programs, or this church doesn't do X, Y, and Z the way I like. And so, where, where's the balance? Where's the where's the biblical line? Uh, where's the closed handed line and the open handed line um, here? Like, how do yeah. I? At what point does the church stop becoming the problem and you start becoming the problem? Mm. So my, good question. I think I would ask a question in relationship to that. For this, maybe you the can question this. in the question. <laughs> it's in its inception. Question inception. Question inception. <laughs> it's, it's in question. Uh, so, uh, Pops, are you aware of a lot of, of any particular programming in the early church, biblically speaking, that was necessary or, or you saw happen? Would in uh, like in the New Testament? Yeah, in the New Testament, like, biblical. When you church. say programming, you mean like stra- strategy to minister to a certain people group. Well, I or mean, something? like we or? have a lot of programming in our current church models. I mean, we have mm-hmm. you know, the children's programming. Ah, we have the, okay, the music programming. We have the you know we have a lot of programming. The, the light show programming. The smoke yeah. machine guys. You got uh, you got the uh, the greeting ministry. You've got the uh, the mm-hmm. you know children's playground ministry you've got you know you got a lot of you got a lot of programming men's softball men, don't forget men's softball or or basketball okay wow or hockey um dodgeball thinking of um the only thing that i could think of was was paul described himself as being all things to all men for the sake of the gospel so you know, if if I have to become a softball player to be a <laughs> godly man, I'm going to have to be a softball player, I guess. <laughs> Not really. I don't see. I don't see programming. I do see a lot of. I do see a lot of loving one another. 
I do see a lot of cultural uh, crossing over for the sake of Christ. Oh, diversity. Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> well, you're transitioning jobs, so <laughs> I guess you can say diversity. So, so you know, if we... And this is probably part of the point of what I want to... If we went back to that early church, we would say, What? You don't have a youth ministry? You don't have a set of drums? You don't have... Where's your worship team? How are you growing? What are you doing? And they would say, uh, We're loving each other because that's how... Jesus said that's how they're going to know us. And... Uh, you know, we have all things in common. Why can people leave churches here? Why can people leave churches and go somewhere else? I'll tell you why. Because there's another church to go to. How many churches were there in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2? Well, I mean, we have recording of, of a church. A church. One rapidly right? growing church. Do, let's see. So, um, you know, uh, Galatians was written to, to what specific church? Well, the the believers in Galatia. In Galatia, right? Okay, so there's there's a group here over here, there's a group over there, there's a group over there, right? But they all had to kind of come together, right? So it's you were either you were either of the way, or you were not of the way. You were either a Christian in your church, and you found other believers in your city, town, village. Or you didn't, okay? It was either the you, way or the highway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that is not a reference to no. to to the the all the laws that make marijuana legal. That's not what that is referenced to. What? What? The highway? Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, my faculties are blunted right now. Actually. Oh, okay. That's right, okay. also not because of the <laughs> right. Wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are you wow. hungry? <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So uh, so anyway, my my point is that you know you can you can say I don't like that I don't like that you don't have a youth ministry because my kids really like need to be in tune with other kids at church and but that church over there does but I really don't like their you know their emphasis on the, you know they their music really is a little too contemporary for me. You know, but their youth group's kicking, so we're going to go over there. You know, that you can do that because you can. But that's not the early church. The early church had to get along. That's why Paul blasts the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians, right? That's all they had was each other, and they were really screwed up. They were really messed up. So he's, so he's trying to say, listen, this is reality. This is how you need to live. This is what Christians do, okay? All right? It's not like they said, oh, we're, you know, we're going to go to the, you know, Second Baptist Church of Paul. So I'm the going first to Baptist the Baptist Church of Paul, so. Corinthian Church. Yeah, I'm so. going to the- so so. If we lose that mentality that we can actually move churches, we would have to look at the scriptures differently of how we get along, how we function, what is our purpose. You would have to do that. Do I need a youth group to have a church? No, that scares the bejesus out of a lot of people. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, but but it goes back to this holistic church mentality that you're speaking about. That the church was a was a covenant group. I mean, Jesse, you opened up and went on a, a wonderful tirade. I don't know if you remember it because you were so tired at community group this past week for, it for church. It was a tired tirade. <laughs> but you, yes, it was a tired tirade, and you you talked about how you just were so thankful uh, for the work of generational, uh, the the building of generational uh, faith, really, and and how pouring into. Um, you know your kids how how your your how pops put into to to us how this this building up of a community around the word is um it's hard but the it's it's something you wouldn't trade for anything and you you desired so fervently that others would be able to experience it and and that that's why we work so hard at this idea of covenant family inside of the church structure um and you said it really well and it was it was it's kind of what we're saying here like you don't need a youth group because it's not the youth pastor's job to mature your children. You don't need, I mean, we don't inherently need a, a Sunday school just because it, the, the, the children need to be learning from their parents. Like the, the family structure is one that the church is, is um, uh, compared to because the church is a family and, and we, we've lost, we've lost that mentality. And so you're you're speaking of that holistic model, right? And 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 um and again, I'm trying to go back and challenge everybody to think about that that New Testament church, 
uh, back in back in Paul's day, back in you know Peter and James's day, um, the, the church is birthed. And what was the what was the main focus? What was the main thing? What was what was the thing that held them together? And it was their faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the Messiah, resurrected, um, and and that's what carried the day. But now things in America, and not America, but all over, there's what carries the day at church is your your uh, basic your 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 comfortable your comfortability there. Your how comfortable you are there with your criteria. And, and that's not the local New Testament church. It's not. It's not what's in Scripture. Okay, uh, if you don't have anybody in your church that you can confess your sins to, not the not not the Catholic way behind. You know, I'm I'm talking a friend that you can say I have sinned, and I need to repent of that, and I confess it, and I want you to help me not sin again. If you don't have somebody in the church like that. Um, that speaks volumes to the environment of that church in my mind. Okay. Uh, that, that means that you are not, a, you're not a community that's covenant together or you're not part of the people who are the redeemed work in that church. You better be get attached to it. But that's just an example of one of, one of the one another's that creates a sense of community that matches the local New Testament church that we see in scripture. That's one of the challenges. That's one of the imperatives that we are called to do. So when's the last time you confessed your sin to somebody, a brother or sister? You know that's you know that's what? a deep question. That's that's a that's a hard that's a hard word right there. I think there's a uh, I think I think one of the things I've always thought about is if you've not seen if if I mean let's 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 understand everyone sins uh, rather frequently. We 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 find ourselves failing the holiness of God. I mean if you've never seen your pastor sin, what does that mean about your your pastor? Does he never sin or just do you never see him outside of a context in which he's what some sort of professional? I mean, and that's a scary thing. Like I, one of the things I always think about our church is that I, I, I find myself under the requirement of confession because I sin in front of people because I'm living with people constantly and I sin. And I, I find that to be um, something that I think really deepens the reality of what our church kind of our, mm-hmm. our biblical church that we're att- we're really I mean we really try to to do it well and but they get I I feel like I I feel like that burden of the pastor someone that's perfect is is lost when you live with someone right like mm-hmm. when Paul sees Peter like right. hey, you can't do that you know you're mistreating the Gentiles here by by showing preferential treatment to the Jews like I we, we can see it I can see it I, I'm going to call you on it like we're, right. we're living together I'm watching this happen that's the Book of Galatians right there yeah. So, so I think I think there's something to living life together and to being known inside of the community that that really opens up the door for the confession to be able to happen because no one's going to expect you to be perfect because they've all seen you sin. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, is your pastor a, a a people pleaser? Is your pastor um, neglecting his family so that he can build a church? You know, um, where's the men helping him? Where's it? Where's who? Who can he turn around to and say, "Oh, you know what? You you need to go visit this this." couple in the hospital you know can you do that you know can like that's that's the sense of community but when congregants aren't trained or understand their functionality as a covenant community person then things get out of whack so um i mean there's a lot to talk about we when we when we're studying this with our men right now going through church leadership church structure one of the things we talked about was uh spiritual gifts and the one another of the scripture because those two things are are actually kind of really good examples of how covenant communities are supposed to work you know in romans 12 first corinthians 12 we get this understanding of paul to to the to the to those flocks that you know we are a body right um so uh when the body's not working right, when there's one member that that is not engaged, um, you know uh, everything is hunky dory for the rest of the body. No, that's not what that's not what happens. The whole body needs to compensate. The whole body is in pain. The whole body is not functioning as it's des- as it was originally designed to do. Why? All because that one person uh, didn't show up, or that one person says, "Nah, I'm going to do a different church," or that one person says, uh, "I don't, I don't need to do that. That's the pastor's job." Um, you know, that's the type of thing that shows where um, the church community should be be functioning together from top down and from the bottom up. 
So, um, yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot there that, that, uh, one of the other things I think that you can do is always make sure you're not looking for what you're taking from a church and looking for what you're giving to a church. I think that's one of the things we can all do, um, as Christians entering into a covenant. What am I, what am I bringing to the church? I'm supposed to be serving here. I'm supposed to be stirring, stirring my fellow Christians up to love and good works. How am I doing that? Um, I think when we, when we start to look at programming and look at these many, things that we see a church can offer us uh you know like they can you know pop our kids down a slide with a you know bible shaped lollipop hmm. you know or after service everybody gets ice cream and we dunk them in a pool and everybody's baptized now like there's all these things we can do right like right but 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 what are we asking what are we serving how are we serving how are we giving to our our, our church how are we using our spiritual gifts those are all the questions that that really change the the flavor as well so if you're having an issue with the biblical structure of a church it's also simultaneously a great time to evaluate biblically how am i how am i actually being a a good family member to this church family am i doing that well am i doing what god's called me to do um because if you're not it's going to be hard for you to even have a voice to say hey i'm really concerned about how you know our church is built our church seems to be built you know uh, around the wrong model and i'm seeing something different in scripture well you know who are you? Are you engaged or do you care for the church? Do you show your care for the church by your actions for the church, for the bride of Christ? Yeah. I mean, it, it really puts it in a good context. Right. And I, and I think it kind of marries the, the two questions that we've asked so far. Like what should someone do when the church isn't operating biblically and, and can the pendulum swing the other way where you're being too picky? I mean, the best place to approach the leadership of the church, of the church is when you're doing all that you biblically Amen. can to yep. serve that church from a position of serving is how you should be asking these questions. Not, not from a position of not being known, not from a position of being idle, not from a position of being a busybody. Um, you know, it, it, a complaint should be fielded from a member who is active and engaged, right? Not from someone who is sitting in the back seat, writing every problem down. Um, right. We're not supposed to have a claim, complaining spirit, right? We're supposed to, right. we're, we're, you know, <laughs> We're supposed to spur one another on. We're supposed to outdo each other in good works. We're supposed to, you know, this is how we're supposed to function. So you men out there that aren't, you know, need need to get on the stick with ministry, you know, um, you should you should make yourself so obvious in ministry that you love Jesus Christ and you'll do anything He calls you to do. That your your leadership, regardless of what the structure is, would look at you and says and, and would say, uh, "You need you need to do more next to me." You you need to come alongside of me and help me. You need to go to Bible school, and at that point, you can laugh at them and say, uh, "I don't need credentials. I've got the underground seminary. I just need <laughs> to, to be qualified by the scriptures." <laughs> you know, so um, yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of sound like I'm anti-education or I'm anti-academic, and, and I'm anti-seminary. Um, and to a large part, I am, but I'm not totally against it. I just am against it when when congregants um, will buy into the fact that that makes a man a good leader. Yes, and when that's it's something- not what makes a man a leader of a church, right? Or called, and I think or that called. It's right. not. It, it can't be the primary. Right. I think we put it in a primary place when it should be a supplemental, um, a supplemental aspect to to ministry right. for, for certain. I've never understood the. I've never understood the whole pastoral job search category of thing that happens like oh okay well you know i'm a pastor now uh, i need to go hunting for a pastor job like wait what 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 like who's evaluated your call like like that that church doesn't know your call like they don't know you you don't know me like like what like what's going on like i i get so confused like we're just job shopping for churches go yeah no there was one in north carolina that's pretty reformed maybe i should go check that one out and see like what 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 is this what is this i think a good example of of kind of what we're highlighting and this always this always comes to mind when i'm talking about like churches and how do you what do you do like all right i think i i i know i think all three of us really tried to work inside of a church structure that was kind of fighting against some of what we saw the the gospel and the biblical model and we were we were really trying to work inside of it and bring about you know some Mm -hmm. positive growth and different change Mm -hmm. um and that was something that really 
revealed for us over a long period of time as we're trying to work inside of it to bring about that biblical change uh, before before God really had to start closing some doors to say, look, I've, I've been trying to, <laughs> I'm glad, I pre- I'm thankful for your faithfulness and you've grown and sh- you've been sharpened and, and I need you to move now. <laughs> yeah. He kind of had to shut yeah. the doors on us. Right. Uh, there and right. and that was that was good to see too. One of the things, one of the people I always think about was C.S. Lewis, who, um, who as a member of the Inklings, I know, I think, I think Tolkien really wanted him to join the Catholic Church, uh, but he he joined the Anglican Church, the Church of England, um, and inside of that church, all did push for reform his entire life, his mm-hmm. entire Christian life, inside the Anglican Church. He he stayed and worshipped and served while simultaneously seeking some biblical changes that he sought to be different. And obviously in his apologetic work remained pretty much holistically um, non, non-denominational really related in his apologetic work at all. Um, so I, I think he's a good example of someone who's, who was in the, in it to serve and in serving wanted and desired the changes and sought the changes, whether or not they were going to be made or not. He, he pushed for them and lived biblically. So that was an interesting yeah. Not perfectly, yeah. by the way. I, I mean, I think I, I disagree with C.S. Lewis on several things, but um, <laughs> still, I think it's still a, a good model for a man who is trying to biblically honor uh, his church while seeking it to, yeah. to grow and and become more what what yeah. he saw as biblical. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. I'm not calling anybody to rebel against their <laughs> their church leadership. Don't don't get me wrong. What I am calling people to do is to minister according to. Um, you know what God calls us to in His in in inside of the church, because many people don't even do that. And like you, like we said before, you can gripe and complain about one thing, and maybe it's the church structure. But you know, you got to have your personal ministry that's um, taking place in the corporate structure. Like you have to have that. You have to have that up and going, man. That should be kicked in the high gear. You should be an obvious servant that loves Jesus Christ. You should be an obvious go-to person for people who are hurting. You should be an obvious source of encouragement in Christ for people who need who who need it, who are weary. You, that's not the pastor's job. That's your job. So if those things aren't happening, you're misfiring. So you know, have your own house in order in the, in, in the ministry in the church that you're in, um, and then and then you can come alongside of. And open the scripture and say, "Look, this is this is what I'm seeing. Why are we Why are we not here?" So I just want to be careful. I, you know, I'm envisioning people saying, "Oh yeah, you're right. We gotta leave, or we gotta, you know, no, serve, love." Oh no, Do that this, stuff first. at this point, anyone that listens to the Carbet Fide podcast is obviously entrenched and growing in a covenant family hmm. that has a solid church structure. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know think, my audience. Then I don't. I, I don't think there's anybody inside of the <laughs> Carbet Fide community that would be living in. You know what? Um, I, you know, I was thinking today, like you know, like we're. I knew we were going to talk. I about I mean, what do you think they go to church? Like elevation or something? Like, I mean, geez. you had mentioned like how you go, you, you do, you know, you do a pastoral search and like you know, you go search for a pastor and things like that. And I'm thinking like, you know, like why, why would churches, why would churches do that? Why, why, where are the men within their church that they not developed that would become the next pastor or the next you know shepherd or right. things like that? So, you know, I'm just kind of like trying to, you know navigate through that but here's like if all right i, I pick somebody like um if um vody bacham right filled out an, a, an application for your church would you want him there over one of the godly men in your church like most people say heck yeah bring him on i don't care what he needs to make yeah bring him on you know like we, we buy we we oftentimes buy into um what a godly man is based on their status among other believers and you know um that's where paul paul even addresses that i am of apollos i am of paul i am of Peter. you know no no look at your own church are Where you are the godly of men? christ <laughs> are you you know like godly men should be grown inside of the church not in seminaries not in colleges they have they have a purpose for education and things like that but but the the, the hotbed the the the, the, the grassroots of the church comes from within the church right all right and 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 your theology and your and your teaching and and the application the practical outpouring of that theology needs to take place within the community of the church 
So there's, you know, that's what we need to kind of come around to and get back to in my understanding of what the local New Testament church is. Well, so, gee, golly. you guys talk a little bit, boy. I'm- well, I think that our church is lacking a, a first lady office, like the office of the first lady. So, like, like Flotus, yeah, like the Flotus, first lady of the like a flow, a flow, a flammed. Our, ours, yeah, first ours would lady sound more like a flammed. Flammed. Oh my! Um, <laughs> it sounds like a dish you would get at IKEA. <laughs> We, but I think, <laughs> I think we could talk about this all night. The, the a transition. There was some other questions. I don't know. Is it okay to transition to another question? Sure. Are we okay yeah. with that? Is everybody okay with that? We can run different. Uh, one of the questions uh, was, uh, you know, having having grown up under corporal punishment, uh, who received the most spanking as a child for their discipline because they were stubborn and arrogant and 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 foolish? Uh, that was one of the questions. That we had wow. Answer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, the answer is me. I I was. Justin was was just. You're not even let Pops answer the question. No, he doesn't get to answer it. I, I'm I, I don't want to answer this one. I want to see what you guys come up with. This is dumb. Why ask Pops questions if we're not, we're not even going to let Pops answer the question? The question okay. is, it, it's an easy answer. Would you agree that Justin got spanked more than you got spanked because you were an angelic and he was actually demon possessed? I just don't think it worked on me. Yeah, it didn't. Well, work? Yeah. I took so many beatings from Justin on a daily basis that <laughs> oh, that's so true. I beat the snot out of you. Yeah. Says, I have so much repent. So, I have repented geez. so many times for things I have. That time I I power bombed you into the bricks was so that was just wrong. Yeah, I literally don't remember that. Probably, probably <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason that trauma right ever since <laughs> has been blacked out. <laughs> wow, uh, it's why the back of your head is so flat. You've been concussed. <laughs> oh so. man. But that's wow. that's just the answer, the easy answer to that question. Yeah. But what Jesse, the, you were what? Well, I mean, he did have a seven year head start on me, by the way, too. Yeah, I, I was getting. Yeah, I, was, I, mean, a lot of I, I received most of my beatings long before you were even alive. It's true. I'm sorry. Disciplines. I wasn't beaten. I have no complaints. I, I no. I'm not saying I didn't deserve everything I got. So <laughs> and Jesse, yeah, you did spankings or, or or corporal punishment didn't work on Jesse. Jesse was like, "Don't put me in a room. Leave the door open." <laughs> <laughs> All we had to do to like you know get get you to you know, understand your sinfulness was to just keep slowly closing the door. <laughs> I repent. I repent. <laughs> oh man! So it's that- interesting how it's interesting how every. Every child is so different and unique. I, I was going to say they're like snowflakes, but that's got bad connotations now. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. want any snowflakes, but everyone is so unique. And God has made um, made children just absolutely just they amaze me. My grandchildren amaze me how different they are, um, yet how they love each other. It's it's crazy. One hundred percent true. There's a definite understanding of discipline yeah. for each child, mm-hmm. and each child is going to be stubborn in different ways. Um, and to, to, to identify that in your child is great. Uh, the best part is, you know, uh, they, you start with, you start it at it, you know, one day, you know, and they're a baby and they, they you know, you really get to learn over time <laughs> how they think and react to discipline. I think that's been one of the, one of the realizations. It's, it's not a one size fits all th- situation. I mean, it's just like, it's just like educate, teaching the child, te- te- children, children learn differently. So you, you kind of get to. Know and love your child. That's why it's important to be involved in your your children, and and this kind of dovetails right into the next question, which was a great question. And that question was, what is one piece of advice you can give dads on how to raise kids? One piece of advice you can give dads on how to raise kids. Wow, you guys answered the last one so well. You can answer this one too. I'm sure. One piece of advice. There's oh wow. Let's see. How about a, just a few key pieces of advice okay. for dads and All right. I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that I had no some more, advice. No less. I had some advice from my father-in-law when we for, I first married his youngest daughter. Uh, still married to her, by the way. Um, <laughs> when I, when I first when married her. First, first, first and finally. First and final time. First and only. <laughs> so, um, you know, he said, yeah, John, you know. And then Justin came along and was like, don't, don't ever be... Don't ever be your child's friend, and I was like, "What's that all about? Don't be a don't be a friend to you." Well, I think we were defining friend differently because friend to me was like someone who's going to, you know, give um, 
a, a friend loves at all time a friend you know faithful are the wounds of a friend that type of friend is how i defined it i think he meant buddy and uh because you know his mindset was if you're their buddy they're never going to respect you well i have buddies and i respect them so i still didn't get i still didn't understand it so i kind of like took that and set it aside if you want if you want to raise a godly man you got to be godly and you got to be able to relate that godliness and they have to watch you fail they have to watch you succeed they have to watch you wallow around and wonder what god's calling you to in this season of life and that season of life and i think you just got to live real i think that that you don't you never placate you never um you never you never gloss over your sin you show them examples of what it means to repent and repent quickly and you give them examples of what it means to to face the consequences of your wrongdoings and your mistakes and you can explain that to them um you do dumb stuff and you you, you jeopardize your family's health or wealth or anything like that you teach them as they grow up so they can see a dad that wants to live for god i don't think it's that hard in concept but i think we add a lot of things to it and i think you know i think we live in a really high pressured um time starved world too so it's harder to grab those times but you got to be real that that that'd be my my bit of advice um your son needs a talking to um about certain subjects you know you think they're getting older and can handle the you know birds and bees conversations i will tell you this right now you're probably two to three years too late so be be in tune with what you need to do and do it promptly um know your children know 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 how god has made them and be thankful for it don't exasperate them you know don't don't think they have to be what you were not when you were their age don't exasperate them but but um nurture them uh, anyway hey, i could go on i'm not that was more <laughs> than one thing you prioritize it yeah i I, <laughs> I think what i've learned from you being my father <laughs> is right. that uh wait 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 justin <laughs> i am your father star wars reference gotta cover. have it in there me such a Second Star Wars, Star Wars reference. All right, <laughs> you are my brother, Anakin. <laughs> and third no. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Luke Skywalker. <laughs> 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 yeah, we were talking about your job of the hut, just Jesse, when you weren't here. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Good times. Bingo, Sada. One of the things that I've always, I, I've cherished is that, and, and realized is that you want to. Uh, as a godly man, you want to raise your children to be. You're, you're not raising children. It's it, the reason you that advice goes goes sour is because the scripture relates friendship in a much more intimate way than than the world does. That's why that advice doesn't ring true. Right. And so you're raising a child to be a peer. Uh, and and if you don't like how your child has. If you don't like, if you don't want to hang out with your child when they're older and you don't want, you don't want to, you can't go to them for advice and you can't bounce ideas off of each other. It's, you, you have to ask some questions. Um, and so if you aim at that, I want to, I want to be, I can't wait for the day when I am in a relationship where we are sharpening each other and because that's what we've built. Then that's, I mean, that's going to be amazing. And that's what you aim at. And if you're not going to aim at that, then the end is is going to be a little messed up. It's just right. like it's just like the Christian life. We we define it. We 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 define it backwards, right? So yeah. I'm going to live for God's kingdom. So I live for God's kingdom now. I'm going to. Be, I'm a citizen of God's kingdom. So how am I building His kingdom now? I'm going to be. I'm going to be a peer of my my child. My child may, al- may always be my son or daughter, but one day we will be peers. We will be adults. We will be making these decisions and and understanding church and life and. And will we be able to be peers together and right. grow in God together and sharpen one another in that way? I think yep. that's a, a, a key, a great way to look at it. And I, well, I didn't have it all together when I was younger, parent. Boy, oh boy, was I, was I messed up, you know? Hey, Amen. God oh, moved in and changed our whole family, um, changed the dynamics and made us into, into something completely, completely different than we, than we started out to be. So, um, it is an act of the Lord's, um, work and the holy spirit and changing us to to repent from being parents that are aloof and disconnected to 
ones that really want to serve Jesus and, and love Jesus more and pour that out into our uh, children that he has given them, given to us. Yeah, and a little so, word of encouragement yeah. is that uh, you you will be amazed if you honor God and, and, and seek to, to train up children towards him. You will be amazed at how much further down the road they are uh, when you look at them at five and seven yeah. and 10 and 13 and you're saying, my gosh, I didn't have this understanding of the gospel mm. or understand these things this way. And that's because when you continue to honor God and, and, and you pray the same thing for those kids until, you know, man, you know, in six generations, they're coming out of the womb, you know, asking to be baptized. You know, that's just how it, <laughs> which is not to say, Jaeger, that that is the, the same, correct way. Which is what way. all Presbyterian babies do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right, Jaeger. I'm just calling you out. Ooh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, doesn't he edit these podcasts? Yeah, that's oh, why you're I, in I know, trouble I know now. I'll get to hear it. Oh, boy. Yeah, and cut cut out something oh, he'll boys. probably put a soft organ sound under when i start saying jaeger because it's obviously i can't wait to listen to this it's now correct. <laughs> so all right what do we have any more questions that was pretty good guys jesse do you have anything to say on parenting you're a dad too you know no you guys are great oh she thanks all right <laughs> you're you I, I look at all right so this we're talking about legacy now basically and we already had a podcast on that if i remember oh wow we did number have a bit of a 30 something or whatever i don't know where it is buried back there but um you know it is it is um you had mentioned about having your children exceed where you were when you were their age and um legacy has to start somewhere so why not today? That's what I always say. Yep. You know, leaving a legacy of. of oh, you always said asking's free. Asking's free. That's another one. Yeah. All right. That. All right. Um, and then, but but you know, a legacy could start at any time. So uh, you 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 godly men out there and you godly moms out there that are struggling. Um, today today's the day to start a legacy. Yep. So I encourage There's you to grace do that. For today. There is there is and strength and power in in Christ. Um. So yeah, you know what else? Dad always said he always said that uh, that the hardest steps in a church are the steps that lead to the pulpit. He's always said that. Too. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah, I mean, do you know why they're hard? Why is that? It's because it elevates a man. You think about it. Oh the pulpit's up there, right? So they're instantly he just keeps going with this the pastor fire. is instantly elevated, and when a man is speaking above you, elevated, you think they're more important. You go, to, you know what? You know, you know. So it's it's. It's hard. It's hard to not elevate an elder above what their actual service to the church is. It's it's hard for I mean, us to do that in our structure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just the, the twisted heart of man. I mean, I'm sure that there was a time where not only did it serve a functional purpose, being above for you know right. aud audio reasons, but also it, it it wasn't looked at as the man. It was looked mm -hmm. at as the word, the proclamation mm -hmm. of the word, and we've gotten so far away from the proclamation of the word and so far into this celebrity culture that that our hearts are just inclined to do right obviously what is wrong but but think about again and i mentioned this the last worship service is where where do we see the style of our worship services how how we how we design our worship services where do we see that in scripture like where do we see where do we see this where do we where do we see the gathering of the church that they met and um uh uh, elevated a man speaking above. Well, I know a that church. sometimes they were elevated because one time Paul preached so long that poor guy fell right out the window. No, so they, they were, were all elevated. elevated. They were all up on the roof, right? They were all like way up high. But it wasn't was like, like Paul was on the roof and they were down <laughs> below, right? They were all in the same level. The well, guy I mean, just fell asleep. And then, and then he fell. And then he was <laughs> <You> down know, <laughs> below. <laughs> you know. Oh, that reminds me, Justin. I've, I apologize. That story for, turns out okay. If you didn't read that, go to the Acts. Yeah. And you can, uh, I apologize for falling asleep last time you were talking. But anyway. You fell asleep? No, I didn't. I thought that yeah, I, I thought fell that, my chair. I thought that, that <laughs> soft sound of of sawing wood was coming from outside. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it was probably just me. <laughs> well, it's hard when you work nights. You know, <laughs> work so, right? shift work night shift is hard. There's a lot of grace. At least like calm. The there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of grace in the body of Christ. So that's that's good. Good. <laughs> Uh, oh, one of the other interesting questions was, was good clarifying. What what is this comes from last last week as well? What is Robert's rules? <laughs> That's a good question. What is Robert's rules? I just realized we mentioned Robert's yeah, rules. Yeah, I think a lot. Jesse posted some. Didn't you post yeah. some uh, books or something like that? You or the book of yeah, Robert's you can buy rules? Buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. 
It was a so. stylized format for running a meeting in a much more corporatistic setting. Uh, it actually does have some really interesting, like, communist feeling motifs to it. It's really <laughs> weird. Uh, it's like, point of order, point of order. Everybody's Why are we referring to, to everybody as comrades? I don't understand. <laughs> Comrade Jason, raise your sickle. <laughs> oh, gosh. We will only hear uh, words on the order of two or three sickles. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a second? Do we have a no. second sickle? I do not see a second. <laughs> I remember being oh in a meeting. <laughs> Vlad has raised the hammer. <laughs> Call to <laughs> I remember being in a meeting that you couldn't talk unless you were holding this little cross. That was the way, that was their mechanism <laughs> to have only one person talk at a time. Can, can I have the cross? No, I still have the cross. <laughs> but I want to have something to say. You can't say it because you don't Wait, have the cross. Was this like a, I have the cross. Still, I'm not done yet. Is it like a oh, rugby scrub oh trying to get gosh. the. Was this in a church? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Sweet Lord, help us. Oh, please. my gosh. What so, is that? Anyway, Robert's, Robert's Rules. So, Robert's Rules is um, here's inside of a church. This is my take on it. Again, if, you know, if the truth. The cantankerous old, if it's you know, if the truth hurts, you bear it. Okay, so so Robert's rules inside of a church exist because people don't love each other and do what the scripture calls when you're you're in a meeting at church. In other words, you are you are not preferring one another. You are not speaking the truth in love. You are you're not doing all of these commu- communicative skills that Paul calls us to in Ephesians and Colossians. You're not doing those things. Therefore, you need a set of rigid rules to keep your selfish, prideful congregants uh in in line so that things can get done. That's my take on it. So, I think the irony of it is it still comes from the congregational type model to it too. I guess it makes sense. It was made by a, an army officer, so it makes kind of sense there. Yeah, in uh, freaking uh, eighteen seventy six. Oh, it's old. It's old. It's impressive. I mean, it, the, the the rule. Some rules in a corporate setting are not bad because you know you're coming. You know, he's coming from that military where everything rigid is rigid. It needs to be written down. It needs to be in a format. Right. It's it's very disciplined. And that's what Robert's rules are. Um, some people would rather have a more disciplined meeting using Robert's rules than they would have the spiritual disciplines in their life. Oh no! Ouch! Oh man! Wow. Well, if you have Robert's rules, you don't need to love each other. So that's the important thing to note. <laughs> oh man, they even have pocket manuals. It's great. You guys can bring a pocket manual to church and yeah, and say, Robert's "Oh, cool. look right here." You spoke out of turn. It was my turn all the time, so I'm taking my turn back. Give me the daggone cross. I'm talking. <laughs> Give me the cross. I want my two minutes. I want the cross now. <laughs> anyway, yes. yes so I was not happy with that meeting. I was quite cross. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. These are the jokes, oh, people. Boy. I am a dad. <laughs> I can do dad jokes. This may be backtracking. I just keep thinking of how, how important the truth is and how it really just defines all these areas. Like we're talking about Robert's rules. Well, what's the truth of God's word? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's truth there that, that totally transforms that. You know, what is the church without truth? It's, it's just, it's just a, it's just a gym membership. It's just a, it's just a, a, a book club. It's, 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 it's without truth. It's nothing. What's a family without truth? Like what, without the truth, what are you doing? It, mm-hmm. Are you then? Then what are you raising? Like drinking buddies? You know, kids get older. We're just drinking friends now. No, you need the truth—the truth of God's word, which gives you know breadth and and joy and meaning to all of life, since He was indeed the Creator and Ordainer and Sustainer of mm. all life. It's just so so amazing, such mm. such such yep. a joy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Any other questions out there floating around in Carpe Fide Land? I was just I was just looking. I was trying to make sure we didn't miss any incredibly interesting ones. Hmm. Okay. No, no. We got the Roberts. We did Roberts yeah. rules. Did that good. So. Da, 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 da. 
Uh, I think that was it. Yeah, I think okay. that is it. Good, Good I think job. we got him. Wow. wow. You guys nailed it. Good work. This is awesome. Good work. Well, there you go. This is awesome. So... Uh, trying to think, if there's anything. Uh, I it, it is it is a it probably probably fun to start mentioning. You know, I mean, I'm not sure if there's any like tickets available still, but you know, Carpe Fide, uh, including one pop Gruber, will Ooh. be at the G3 conference in Washington D.C. Mm. Dun dun dun! Oh yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, maybe we'll get fake arrested too, like IOC. I've been trying. I can't get my hands around my back though, so I'm just going to have to do the front cuff. Oh, the thing. front cuff. Yeah. yeah, which is a little harder to pull off. But I figured if really I got still. if I got zip ties and put around each wrist and just held them together, it, it would look, look that like way. It would look that way. You know? So I was thinking maybe I could do that. So oh my gosh, she raised her <laughs> hand. Wow. It's, anyway, you know it what? I can't even do it. I can't even do it because I just want to say, she said, "Well, it's best practice when being arrested to keep your hands behind your back." <laughs> this thinking, like, I'm pretty sure, literally, the police officers never want your hands behind your back yeah. unless you're being handcuffed. Like, that's where people keep guns and knives and all sorts of dangerous yeah. things. So, like, until they say, uh, you know, they hands on your head, and then they usually take one hand down at a time and then handcuff you so that you cannot kill them. <laughs> that's not a best practice <laughs> everyone please if you're having an interaction with a police officer do not just put your hands towards your waistband in the back that's not it's just a bad bad idea uh yeah so fyi yeah. agree <laughs> wow wow well i hope i, I hope uh, you you've uh gleaned some some good uh credentials versus call how do i live inside of a church structure uh, what's my responsibility to the church, uh, and and how to how to raise some kids? This is a good this is a good episode. I hope that is mm. encouraged your soul, dear Christian. Uh, this uh, as this is going on, we're probably uh, we have in into the weekend at least until Saturday. We will be running our amazing forty percent off everything sale yeah. on the Carpe Fide store. CarpeFide.com slash shop. Check it out. No, that's not true. It's CarpeFide.com. Click on shop now, and you'll go to our shop but, page. Did I hear there's a new? Is there a new Carpe Fide shirt coming out? A come and take it. No, new come and take it one. It has a picture of your pastor on the front of it. If you're not in the right in, in the right church structure, <laughs> with taking? a picture with your pastor, we'll put on there and and says come and take it. Is that is that right or am I wrong like on out, that? Out behind the oh, woodshed yeah. kind yeah. of Something thing. Like that, like, no. Design your come take it pastor shirt. <laughs> Send us a picture of come your and pastor. Take him. <laughs> oh no, no. Huh? I don't know. I'm just trying to stimulate sales. So I don't know. Oh, that's well, great. Well, work we, we appreciate that plug pops. Well done. Okay. <laughs> My picture might be on it. I, I was going to say I'd buy one. <laughs> anyway, I oh, came up with wow. a picture on it. Come and take it, please, please <laughs> take him away. Uh, well, we hope you were uh, encouraged this day. Uh, to to take part in the word and sharpen yourselves, get in front, get involved in your church, get involved in your church, open your word. And uh, there's one thing that you need to do. You need not ask what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. You're gonna have to work on your JFK, my friend. Yeah, I got, I got wow. nothing. Wow, well, I was gonna think. Uh, you know, I he's from Boston. He's got a little. Ask oh. not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Was he also a robot? <laughs> he was a robot. Sorry, was a robot. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you know what? We choose to it. go to the world, <laughs> not, not because it's easy. <laughs> this I can't is do default. it either. All right, all right. All right. I can do John Wayne. <laughs> Put a man Why John Wayne's almost as good as Jesse's job of the hut? Wow. Oh, wow. man. Pilgrim? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was really bad. It's a lot lower. Oh, did <laughs> we mention fainting coach tonight at all? No, oh, and no, at this point, this episode so. is devolved. We oh, hope gosh. that this day, Christian, you <laughs> seize, seize the, the faith. faith.